first. Yeah, but... it's all for us. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> Morning. Wake up, Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> digress. So, hi, how are we doing? Hello. <laughs> so, this is, because we don't normally have group settings, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself, but who are you? Oh, yeah, my name is Shane Stefanczyk. I am the technical director for It's All Been Done Radio Hour. I'm Kristen Green. I am the music director. Jerome Wetzel, creator and primary writer of It's All Been Done Radio Hour. And that's that's what we're here with today, is It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Yeah. Kristen is a second time guest on the podcast. I am. Yes, I am. You're a veteran at this point. I am, although that one was that not was in soon. person. So, yeah. I'm yeah. so glad that these aren't. So this is the first time that we are meeting in person. I which I'm, yeah. So much better. So much better. So much. And you and I met during COVID as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doing the Young Writers. Yeah. Bad Lab. Yep. Oh, yeah. Feels like mm -hmm. a very long time ago. Yes. It was it, a weird time. Yeah, that's just a blur, those two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if somebody was asking about when did we do this, I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It was during the dark period of when we were all stuck at home. It could be three so. months ago, it could have been two years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I started calling it the smear, where it's just the smear of time that just everything's kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah. in, that, in that era. Such yeah. a weird time. Yeah. Do you miss anything? This is a weird starting question. Do you miss anything from what went on during quarantine time? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing would be it was nice not having any commitments. Yeah. To things, yeah. especially when you're in the arts, mm -hmm. it's like so many of your friends and people you know and like are doing shows and stuff, mm -hmm. and you're doing shows, and it's like I don't. I don't have the bandwidth for everything. Yeah. So that was the only thing yeah, that was like, true. there's nothing going on, and I'm not missing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we would all talk about that mythical day when our calendars were cleared, and mm -hmm. I don't think it would have happened if not for a global the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. it took. Yeah. I agree with that. It's easier to say no now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not any better at it. I did not learn that. Uh, I use kids as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, not as an excuse. Like, oh, I gotta go, guys. My children are in need of me. I mean, no, my wife would really rather I never leave home, so it's okay. it's more than an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was a punishment. <laughs> I felt like I did something wrong because I'm such an out person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I was here as soon as humanly possible. We're like, yeah, eh, if we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it. Yeah. 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 But it's there's something that I remember of having the escape time, because I would take the dog for a walk and it was, mm -hmm. it, I didn't have to explain it, it was just something like, I'm gonna go. And just being able to go and do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that there were many options, but I listened to so many great murder podcasts while walking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, learn a lot. <laughs> Not great to listen to ones while you're walking through the woods. <laughs> I've done that. I actually yeah. just wrote a sketch for a like variety show mm -hmm. we did a few weeks ago, um, where it's, it's supposed to be a woman uh, and it's a beautiful day and she's about to start a run and there are birds chirping mm -hmm. and, you know, kids playing in the mm -hmm. background and then she puts on her headphones and it's like a Keith Morrison voice. The body was in the woods and she's just happily like mm -hmm. running yeah. through like a beautiful park mm -hmm. with murder in her ears. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I do. I'm fascinated. Oh yeah. It was totally based on mm -hmm. real life mm -hmm. experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so bad that we know so much about murder podcasts. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I can give you the backstories on a lot of really horrible people. 
Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Same. Same. Yeah. And now it's at the point where one's, like, old datelines are coming back around, Mm -hmm. and it's always the ones where I thought, like, this doesn't make sense, or I'm not sure I'm convinced. Now they're doing follow-ups 10 years later where it's like, guess what? This person just got out of jail because turns out it was, yeah, we got Mm -hmm. it wrong. Like, it's like, I knew it. Mm. Or you hear one uh, come on the news or you read an article and you're like... I've learned about that on a murder podcast. Mm-hmm. I know all about this guy. Yep. No, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So, it's all been done. It's a radio hour. Explain to us where, where this all started. Um, I was looking for a new writing project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had written some books and self-published them and wasn't getting any traction. Okay. And so I was trying to think of what is a format where I can ensure that somebody... Uh, reads or listens mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. to what I was writing and I started looking at web videos but that the barrier to that of like filming and everything mm-hmm. seemed pretty high and then I discovered a podcast called Thrilling Adventure Hour out of LA hmm. and they did scripted comedy in the old format of radio serials mm-hmm. um, and their material was old-timey which okay. I don't have the framework enough to to mimic that but they were ending their show and i was binging everything they had released but they only started podcasting halfway through a 10-year run so there's like a lot missing because the podcast was kind of an afterthought for them Mm -hmm. and so as they were ending and i was missing them i was like hey well what if somebody launched a show that was like that but from the beginning the podcast and the live show worked in tandem together Mm -hmm. and i started looking around and there wasn't anybody doing it so it felt like oh here's a not an original idea, but an idea no one's doing right now. Mm-hmm. This could be our niche and our space. And so that's where that came from. Did you begin the scripts yourself? Did you pull in people to... Yeah, I, I uh, discussed and bounced things off of a few friends. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the members of the troupe, Nick Argenbright, uh, I'd known him forever, and we'd talk about what the segments were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I had originally approached him of, let's do this as partners, and he's like, no. And I said, okay, fine, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, he's in the, <laughs> yeah. the show. But... It's probably for the best. We may have killed each other if we did it as partners. <laughs> so That's it, for that learning to say no thing. Yeah, funny. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, I spent about six, eight months planning the show, mm-hmm. cast a wide casting net, and then launched and said, let's get it started and then deal with the issues as they arise. Wow. Where was the first show done? Packrat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio. We did the first eight shows there. Okay. There's, wow. They have a side room that they use for, like, D&D games and stuff, okay. and we just move the folding tables and set up chairs. Love it. Yeah. Was it scary? Uh, honestly, it was a little nerve-wracking because most of the cast I'd never met. Like, this was... Oh. I, there were a few okay. people in the cast I knew. Uh, first person to ever audition for the show was Shane, yeah. and the picture he sent us was very creepy. And <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a, and why, why am I not at all your fangs? Yeah. With the fangs. So I was like, should I give him my home address to come to rehearsal? And I was thinking to murder us all, speaking of murder. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was very talented. I think he was. So I just walked into this house like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but your audition was so good. He had auditioned for Universe Journey, which was the first segment I envisioned. And Nick at that point uh, was like, I'm either going to play Captain Kake or Meow Meow. I really want those characters. And then Shane set the audition for Meow Meow. He's like, Nick, I'll just play Kake. I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, you can audition for Kake. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, that was, uh, it was an interesting experience. But what I was concerned about is, are people going to come back every month? Mm-hmm. Is this going to like yeah. fall apart? Can we maintain a troop? Right. And that ended up going surprisingly well. I mean, okay. most of the original cast is still with us seven wow. years later. That speaks volumes. So, 
That means yeah. you're doing something right. Hopefully. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah. So where did you hear about it then? Like, how did you... I think it was... It was either a Facebook post or a Craigslist post. I was looking. I, uh, I posted it everywhere. Kevin the murderer. Um, I was just. I was at the time. I was like. You thought you were going to a murder. Didn't you? I was hoping. <laughs> but it turns out they get this really cool podcast. Yeah, yeah, so he has to kill this. Yeah, he's gonna wait. Yeah, wait, 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 wait he's playing the long game. <laughs> um, yeah, so I. When I, quality I, takes a dip, then, then you know, yeah. <laughs> ten year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, no, it was it was fun. Um, but I was looking for something to do creatively that wasn't like a super large commitment mm -hmm. in terms of time. Yeah. Um, because it was like, even though I wasn't doing anything at the time, I didn't want to just jump in and have like three days a week. It's rehearsals, and then you know like most full length theater can be. Mm -hmm. um, so this was a nice, it was voice acting, which was something I was always interested in. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I sent off an audition and they were like, hey, you got it. Okay, cool. You're creepy, but we like yeah. you. <laughs> you have you have the ability to make the creepiest faces I've ever seen in photographs. <laughs> sort of like, I love photobombing people. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if, I, if I see anyone out uh, in the wild taking a picture, I'll just, Slide in to the background. There was one, my husband and I were out at some restaurant in the short north and they had the windows open. And it, this beautiful gentleman, and I still want to know who he is, he's on the phone and he leans and goes, I want to know who this man is because I'm just so daggone proud of him. Yeah. It's one of the greatest photo bombs that ever happened. Nice. He was, it was lovely. Anyway. Yeah. So, how did you get involved then? Um, so, uh, Chase McCants, the mm -hmm. lead singer of um, our band, So Long Stargazer, um, he was one of the original um, troop members, mm -hmm. and he and uh, Jerome worked together at the time, I believe. Work spouses. Yeah, work spouses. Oh, oh yes. Um, Congrats. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> well, a little longer. <laughs> Ten years, actually. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, Chase and I did a theater together in college, so he knew I was a performer. We've always really liked each other's work. So I remember him saying when he first auditioned, he told, at like a band practice, he told us about the show that his friend had created and he was going to audition. And he said, Kristen, you should, you should audition too. I'll send you the information. And I said, oh yeah, please do. Mm -hmm. And then about 10 months later, <laughs> he said, oh, hey, this uh, show that I do once a month, um, for our anniversary, our one year anniversary show is coming up and uh, my friend wants to know if uh, the band would like to play the theme songs for the segments live. Oh wow. As sort of a like celebratory, mm -hmm. make it a big event type mm -hmm. thing. And I said, yeah, sure, but A, you have a show once a month and you haven't invited us to it yet, and B, is this that thing yes. that I was supposed to audition <laughs> for with you that you never said to me? So yeah, so I had never even seen the show, but he brought us recordings of the theme songs for the segments, mm -hmm. um, which were composed by Nathan Haley, a brilliant musician and composer. Mm -hmm. um, and we did sort of a, a different style of music for each one. Like one was a kind of an emo punk cover. There was a like a pop one and one sort of like a more of an old timey mm -hmm. theme song classic style. And we practiced it and then we took all of our stuff and set up, at this point the show had moved to Mad Lab. Mm -hmm. So we set up as a band on the stage and we played the theme songs live. So we got to be out there and mm -hmm. watch the show too. 
and I just thought it was, it looked like so much fun. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was trying to get back into theater. I hadn't done any theater in a pretty long time. And it was, like Shane said, low commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are opportunities for guest performers most months. So I looked up the audition packet and I'm pretty sure after that July show of 2016, I auditioned every month Mm -hmm. and I kept getting cast. And eventually it was just like, it's easier if we just let you in. (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to go away. Well, I think... You, you uh, uh, yeah, you, I had asked Chase, Chase, like, does anyone in the band want a guest star that month they're playing? And he's like, sure, maybe I'll bring that up to them. And of course, he never did. Just like he's been telling me for a year, yeah, I've got this for Kristen. She's talented. Your beloved work spouse needs to get better with her. I think he likes to separate his worlds. Chase. But, he compartmentalizes. So, compartmentalizes. So, uh, yeah, Kristen like, auditioned in August, and I cast her and another one of your bandmates in August. And, mm-hmm. and then she auditioned a few more times, and we started talking after parties. And I was like, hey, you write music. Would you want to write a couple songs for the show? And then we started talking about doing a musical for the show because Nathan is great, but it takes months to get one song. So we're never going to do a musical if I'm just relying on the one composer. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I was like, well, yeah, you might as well just be in the troupe if you're going to write music and act and and all of that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's been in every show since. (laughs) Do you have, how many are in your troupe then itself? Uh, it, It has ebbed and flowed, but I think right now we have 17. Wow. So it's a large troupe. It's a large troupe. Mm-hmm. And then guest actors every yeah. time you do it as well. Yeah, there's usually like one or two people out every month. So mm-hmm. you have 15 or 16 there. And we've had over 100 guest stars in seven years. That's impressive. And some pretty famous guest stars, too. Uh, we, about once a year, we'll get somebody bigger hooked uh, that'll pre-record and send us. Like, mm-hmm. we had Janet Varney. We've had Justin McElroy a couple of times. We've okay. had a... Well, Justin asked to be in the show, so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Jesse Thorne, who runs Maximum Funds. So we've had some okay. cool guest stars. Kevin Allison. Fun. Yeah. Is it... Does it take you a long time to write the material? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a quick writer, and it's probably a good thing I am because, I mean, to do an 80, new 80 page script every month while maintaining a full time job and raising two young children, <laughs> it kind of, I have to be quick. When do you do it? Sunday mornings. I oh. like Sunday mornings are my writing time. I'm going to my office, leave me alone. Okay. And then uh, when I get off work at four o'clock, I don't have to pick up my son from the OBS there until five. So I've got an hour, mm-hmm. I can get some stuff done. Okay. Yeah. Wow. If I don't have to cook that night. (laughs) You are such a prolific writer. Like I I wrote one segment or one episode of one segment Mm -hmm. one time and it took me hours and hours and just uh, I couldn't do it. (laughs) So you just kind of turn it out then? Yeah, I mean, on a typical Sunday morning, I'll get one segment written Mm -hmm. uh, and there's typically four in an 80 minute show. Um, Sometimes I can get two in a day, but not often. Do you think of it through the week then and just jot stuff down or does it all just come to you while you're sitting? I mean, I think of it constantly, okay. <laughs> honestly. And after every show, we go out and we have drinks and we talk about story more often than not. And we've mm-hmm. had story meetings with cast members. And, and I've got a Trello board with notes for each segment. A and what board? Trello. It's a web-based <laughs> project management system. You just, we put little cards. It's basically like... It's technology. You don't, you don't if you think of a board with <laughs> note cards, it's like that, but on the computer. And shareable with other people. Yes, yeah, so everybody. Sorry, can write it. no. That's 
So then I completely ignore what's on the Trello and just write whatever occurs to me at the moment. Okay. Okay. A lot of a lot of uh, big story ideas mm-hmm. have come from just like going out after mm-hmm. uh, the show and like just like oh what if what if this happens mm-hmm. you know it's like oh maybe in like eight months and then like eight nine months later it happens like yeah. oh we talked about that oh, I or forgot. three years or three yeah <laughs> sometimes it's because it's years. ongoing yeah it's yeah. a continual well and there'll be great ideas that are pitched and I'm like that's fantastic but our characters are nowhere near that spot and to get them there naturally it's going to take a couple of years right so we yeah. throw it on the board and just plan for it mm-hmm. it's it's very bizarre now when we hit those things like there's a mm-hmm. there's a story arc that we're in with the universe journey right now that I remember talking about four years ago so to finally then hit that point it's like yeah. this is kind of surreal but yeah sometimes it's a joke sometimes someone's just making a like off the cuff like wouldn't it be funny if this and then it Oh, turns actually, into yeah. yeah, and I actually follow through. <laughs> you, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that though that you're taking. It's not just your brain work. I no, mean, it's, it's no. Lots of different pieces and parts. It's and a total team effort. That's it, awesome. Everybody can input as much as they want. Some mm-hmm. people input more than others, but yeah. at, at least once a year, I sit down with every cast member one on one and just talk about their characters, talk about what's mm-hmm. going on, how they feel about the show, and. Yeah. Try to get ideas that way too, so everybody has some input because some of these characters have been around seven years too. It's not wow. new characters every month, so getting the chance like to play meow meow a hundred times, I don't know how that feels, but <laughs> it, it's like you have your own characters, yeah. and the actor spends so much of their own self developing that yeah. character. Yeah, as good actors do, <laughs> and, I, and the troops are really good. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Have you always been a writer? Yeah. Okay. What was your first thing you ever wrote? Do you remember? I have a chapter book that I wrote in elementary school that's six pages, six chapters. <laughs> it's terrible, what but I it? still have it. What's it about? The Night the Pumpkin Patch Came to Life. It was a um, writing prompt that I decided okay. to make it a chapter book at okay. school. Um, and yeah. Do you illustrate as well? No, I cannot draw worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like drawing. It doesn't look it good. It doesn't look good. No. Okay. So you should publish that one then, too. No. Oh. <laughs> Great kids, kids book. I think we might have tossed it on pa- our Patreon like two or three years ago. Just yeah. like, here, yeah. You know. Just for fun. Now, do you guys write then? I've written um, like a little bit here and there. Just like I did a, it was a three, I think. Um, for our short show. Yeah, we did. It was a shorts uh, mm-hmm. episode. And so I wrote three, like, a day in the life of, and I picked a character. And it was just like a little snippet, little slice Mm -hmm. of life thing that was, you know, from specific characters. Like, just silly, not like Mm -hmm. one of those things that was like, if it never gets brought up again, no big deal. Or, or, you know, leave enough there that if down the line he wants to follow through on Mm -hmm. something, like, cool. Or build an entire season character arc <laughs> off of one of them. That's what yeah. we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do you write then? I I do write. I like to write. Mm-hmm. I'm not nearly as um, prolific about it. And mm-hmm. uh, for the show specifically, I just I've written one one episode of um, the segment. It's all Bend Theater. I wrote a, a yokai tale. That that's one that's more um, episodic, mm-hmm. where it's just a different tale every. Okay. Not every month, but every time we mm-hmm. do that show, mm-hmm. it's a standalone. Um, so that one was about like a Japanese ghost story. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Fun. My but kid would love that. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was fun to write, but it yeah. was also I it takes me way too long. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you edit? 
Do you edit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I definitely edit. Uh, I mean, uh, when I edit, I tend to make the stories longer, not shorter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I try yeah. not to do too many passes of the script because then it gets unwieldy. Mm -hmm. um, but there have been times recently where the script is too long and I go through and try to cut stuff. So, it, you know, and if people send me scripts. I always do an editing pass to try to make sure the characters stay and the tone and everything mm -hmm. are consistent. And then I send it back to them and say, here's my edits, give me feedback. And it's right. a, even people that aren't in the troupe that have submitted a script, it's a collaborative back and mm -hmm. forth process. So it's not just send me the script and it's mine now. Yeah. And it is very collaborative because um, between, so like you'll send out like a script that's pretty much done and say, all right, here, look over this for edits. Mm -hmm. If, if anyone wants yeah. to. Um, nope, not everyone does always. Um, <laughs> Most of <laughs> all. Yeah. Uh, like, it's good, you're fine. But then on our, on our Tuesday rehearsal, because we have a, a Tuesday rehearsal, and then we have a rehearsal right before the show, and then the show. Mm -hmm. So it's only like, it's only a two-day thing. Gosh, if only theater could thing, be like that. Right? Uh -huh. uh, but on Tuesdays, we'll go through, you know, we'll obviously we'll read through the mm -hmm. script and, and in character and everything, and a lot of times people will, you know, just improv stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, I would say more often than not, it's it ends up in the show, because mm -hmm. he's like, him or the director, like, oh, I like that, mm -hmm. keep that in there. Very rarely... Like, sometimes just as a joke during yeah. rehearsal, it's like, I'm going to say this, even though it's kind of a fourth wall thing. <laughs> um, Keith loves to do that. Yeah, yeah. He loves to uh, just throw things that would not work on the show into rehearsal. Yeah. Like, that was great. Just, just a treat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a treat for the kids. Maybe inside joke from ten minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Let's throw it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so, like, a lot of times it'll, it'll, will actually, you know, shape the script a little bit more during rehearsal, mm -hmm. and then... Not as often, but sometimes still even in the, the rehearsal right before the show, like when you're actually up on your feet and moving around, it's like, ooh, you know what, actually, let's like, let's do this and look at each other and, mm -hmm. and like say the thing that you kind of riffed on earlier and then yeah. that'll be the show. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. And I feel like a lot of the actors will feel empowered to take it upon themselves if they have an idea to just grab their co-star that's on stage with and go in a corner and work something out. Mm -hmm. And then... Don't tell me and just do it in the show, which is, wow. if it was a problem, I'd stop it. But it's not because it's usually like, oh, I've got this great idea. Let's develop it. Like mm -hmm. Shane was saying, and they do just go grab it and do it themselves. You got some good actors then. Yes. Doing the work. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I mean, with only two rehearsals, I do expect them to do some work on their own That's outside of <laughs> Well, and if you're continuing the character, yes. you've gotten to know this character yes. inside and out. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of trust there, too. Like, yeah. obviously, it's your character. You own it. Yeah. You want to treat it correctly. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I'm going to do something like kill a major character, mm -hmm. I talk to the actor ahead of time. I, it's not mm -hmm. just like, here's the script, you die. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Do, how does that feel when you're killing a person? You know, in the early days, I did it more often. Um, oh. Now I haven't really been doing it because it does. Kill him before he kills you. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, there is a major character that I will most likely die at the end of this year, and I've already spoken to the actor, and Aww. we've talked about it, but it's really hard after seven years to take away a character that we've been using yeah. for seven years. This is a long-time character, right. um, and it was a hard decision, but at the same time, there need to be stakes in the story. Right. Sometimes this happens, and... I don't know. I always thought I'd be more brutal with killing off characters than I ended up being. <laughs> well, in, in most in most of the stories too, it's it's either some sort of like sci-fi or fantasy or some kind of element of the supernatural mm -hmm. 
so that there's always that temptation of like, well, we could always bring them back Mm -hmm. whenever via sort of story that makes sense. But it's like, but then you undercut the the emotional impact of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. of the death. Yeah. So, so you have to really talk to do through that. that. We <laughs> yeah. have to talk through it and make yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a impactful death, we're gonna let that impact lay. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be hard to deliver the news like by the way. It, it is, but because of the format of the show, we have got like ten different ongoing segments. Yeah. Everybody has multiple main characters. Right. So I'm telling you I'm killing off this lead but you have this other lead and now you can audition for other parts in that segment. So it's never, I'm killing off your character, go away. It's Mm -hmm. I'm killing off this character, but we still need you in the show for all these other things. Yeah. (laughs) I am killing off all of Kristen's characters in August. Don't tell her. Uh, Oh, Oh, wait. (laughs) Surprise. Good luck with that musical. Man. Well, I, I mean, I think that it becomes that weird soap opera feeling of just like, okay, this just doesn't—it doesn't work. Yeah, like you wanted to just get rid of that person. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> really that you wanted to kill the character. <laughs> oh. No, there was way back in the day some a cast member that I wasn't getting along with, and several of their characters were being written off. But those have been planned before we weren't getting along. And, oh, and they were like, now people are thinking. I'm like. I, you know my stories there? are planned way in advance. <laughs> and I wasn't killing off all their characters. <laughs> I've never had a character die. Yeah? No. I'm trying to think. I, everything I've played, I don't think I ever died. No death scenes? No. So we should bring in the radio hour for like a six episode arc and then kill you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Aww. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> you do hold auditions though. Yes. For every show. Almost every show. There are a handful of shows if we're doing some big special and we're basically using the characters we already have and mm-hmm. maybe there's only one or two and I'm going to slot in a cast member yeah. that's not participating. But for the most part, we have auditions every month. What are those auditions like? Just uh, the packets posted online. It's just a one pager um, with the character. Usually names and stuff are changed. So if you are familiar with the show, you're not going to get spoilers. Right. Uh, although I assume most people aren't, but I still <laughs> disguise things in the packet. Yeah. And then uh, people record on their own, on their phone or whatever, send me an audio clip in the email. In the and then email. once a month, I, and once the deadline passes, I sit and I listen to all of them on a Sunday morning and cast it. Is it hard? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have more than one that you're like, oh, they could really work in here. Which direction do you want to go with it? <laughs> Yeah, there was a, a main character uh, for a segment that I auditioned for, and I was like, "This is this is the perfect mm-hmm. voice. It's great. It's gonna it fits the the style." And uh, and then it was like, "Okay, so you didn't get that role. However, like it was it was that voice does fit mm-hmm. this universe. So this character that was maybe just gonna be like a side character is now more of a main mm-hmm. character." Because it, it fit well. Right. So written characters off of auditions I didn't use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I was gonna bring that up. You've you've done that a lot of times where um yeah, it's like I didn't give you this part, but I really like this voice. Mm-hmm. Or you will say, I like this voice so much I'm not gonna waste it on a mm-hmm. a one-off character with five lines. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. save put that in your pocket and we'll use it for a character that's gonna have like a mm-hmm. four part mark yeah. or something like yeah. that. So because I'm sure yeah. you have at least some idea of what that voice is going to be yeah. when you write it. Well, yes and no. I mean, there's some voice in my head when I'm initially writing new characters because I need it to, to mm-hmm. work. But 
there have been so many times where an audition is something totally different than what I'm thinking, but I hear it and I'm like, yep, let's use that. So yes and no. Well, I'm not married to any idea. Usually a lot of the characters are like it's any, any gender Mm -hmm. will will fit. So like it's literally an open casting call. So, you know, unless it's a very specific thing in the story that, okay, this character has to be, Mm -hmm. you know, this yeah so. i mean we do age race gender blind casting because mm-hmm. we can so yeah. Yeah. and you know if shane turns in a great audition for a new part that i'd written as a woman i may leave it a woman and cast shane anyway or i may right. make it a man i mean we've done both yeah or non-gender binary or whatever it just whatever fits and honestly some of our guest characters are purposely written generic enough that somebody can come in and make it their own mm-hmm. And you've had kids before too. Yeah, yeah, you've had a couple. Had, not, you, had, you, had one of, you had one of my my kiddos. Really? To work with. Yeah, you had Oscar, right? Oscar Humbert. Oh, who's uh, Captain Kid? Ah, uh, Captain right? Kid was uh, Collins. Um, I thought he did I Harrison, Harrison Collins. I mean, this is like was, four he, years ago. Oscar Humbert. Oh. That name doesn't just, ring a bell. Maybe that wasn't. Sorry. Was <laughs> was it the young Rufus? Young Rufus was Grant. Oh, okay. Grant died? Yes. Oh, Grant. Uh, <laughs> Another one went. <laughs> well, we did have one of yours then. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was the one I was talking about! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. No, I don't think we've had an Oscar. Oh, I, I don't know where I sent it, but I sent it to somebody else. Okay. I'll send it to you next time. He's okay. Sure. Uh, he should audition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't cast everybody that auditions, so maybe he did audition and I've forgotten, but yeah. he wasn't in the show. Well, you've done a lot of these for over the years. So. A few. Yeah. Do you like casting? Yeah. I mean, there are times I wish I could just send it to the director to do the casting. That's what I was going to ask, is that you're not directing, but you're casting. No, correct. So is that something you'd feel a director could do, or do you feel better? Like, I know the material, and I know I need what I need for this. I want to have input, um, mm-hmm. because especially if it's a character that I'm going to use in more than one story, our, we have a rotating group of directors. Okay. So that month's director oh, okay. may be one of several directors that are using that character. Kind of like if you're running a sitcom mm-hmm. and you've got directors coming in each week. They're okay. not controlling. They're trying to match the tone and stuff. Right. Right. That's yeah. interesting. Where have you found your directors? In the troop. It's okay, troop members. Yeah, okay. It's whatever troop members decided they wanted to direct. And, okay. they, and we just rotate them. So you both have directed them. Yeah. Once. Uh, yeah, I did once just because that was back, uh, did I do that over on Zoom? Zoom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have equipment to set up. Normally, normally I don't have the capacity during the show day because yeah. I'm running around right. You're the setting up likes and, yeah. and making sure that why is this speaker buzzing yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all that. I can't really listen to the story when that's So yeah. yeah, right now it's Kristen, Samantha Stark, and Nick Argenbright are the three directors. But we've had other ones in the past. Chase usually does the Christmas show mm-hmm. every year. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you like directing? I do. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not very difficult when you have a group of people who know their characters Mm -hmm. so well. That's true. A lot of it is just like punching it up Mm -hmm. or, um, just, just small little tonal notes here and there. Um, or telling someone like with the improvs at rehearsals, yes, keep it or absolutely do not do much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a really easy way to be more involved and to try your hand at stuff uh, that I I haven't really had much experience with directing mm-hmm. before. So yeah, it's I really enjoy it. Is it annoying as a director that I still sit and give notes <laughs> and direction to? <laughs> no, it's great because sometimes I'll think something and it's it's all going so fast 
you have to sort of pick and choose. Like I didn't get to write that down or, Oh, I meant to say something about this and I forgot. And then you will say it. And it's, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Don't you always love that when that happens? It's like, I was going to say the same thing. I know. Right? Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of times they'll be like, like, oh, you covered everything I was already written down. Yeah. 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 Half the time I can't read my notes when I'm direct. Like I keep, I'm watching, so I'm trying to scribble down, and I'm like, all right, next note. Can't read it. Next note. Yeah. No. Well, the directors are usually in the segments too. Yeah. They don't take the month off. Yeah. Right. So as the producer on show day, I sit and just take notes for the run through, and I give mm-hmm. notes as well to try to, I don't know, because I like to be involved. Yeah. Have you directed? Yeah, the first like year and a half of the show, I did all the directing okay. until other people stepped up and wanted to do it. I've done it on occasion. I think last year I took the anniversary show for myself, but for the most part, I don't. And I'm not in the show very often, so it's yeah. by the time the show happens, I take notes and then I sit and watch. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, watch the baby come to life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy being in the show on mm-hmm. occasion, but I'm not as good as they are, so it's I'm not going to drag but... it down. <laughs> I get it. Where did the name come from? <laughs> I'm a big Bare Naked Ladies fan. Love that's my favorite band. Yeah. And they have the song, It's All, all Been Done. done. Yeah. And it really has, and that's the thing, like, not to cop out or anything, but it's so hard to think of a wholly original idea at this point. Mm-hmm. As somebody that consumes a lot of media, I want to tell similar stories, but in my own way. Yeah. And so my thinking was, well, let's just admit right out front, it's all been done. It just hasn't all been done our way. So we're going to do it our version of it. We're not, we'll take elements from things we like, but we're not copying mm-hmm. specifically yeah. what we like. Yeah. The, the fun, the real fun part is um, like he'll write something and then on a show like on TV that has a similar, like in the similar style, mm-hmm. they'll do that. And it's like, we did it first. Mm-hmm. They're copying us now. <laughs> and it's great if you guys think I've got a reference in there from something I've never even seen. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's a reference to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's true. There's really nothing new under the sun yeah. anymore. Yeah. I had a play I wrote in college. I pretended like I could write in college. <laughs> Actually, I just took so many classes, they gave me a minor. I'm like, okay, <laughs> another useless major. Yay! <laughs> Theater and creative writing. Woohoo. Yep. Theater that. and English. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It put sociology on top of it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I wrote a play about a couple that meets on the top of a building, and they're both there to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Nick Hornby writes this beautiful book. He's one of my favorite mm-hmm. authors, and it's basically a similar plot, but he did it so much better, so I was like, we'll just okay. I get scared of writing. Writing scares me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy it to a degree, or I have a great idea, but it's the making that happen. I think what I did, I wrote a play, what, three years ago-ish? And it was a great idea, but it, I didn't think it all the way through. And then mm. my stupid self had really super talented actors come in and read it at a table read. And they had so much feedback. They're like, this is great, but we needed it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, too much. I haven't, oh. I haven't touched it since. Oh, yeah. It's scary. Ugh. It is. Well, I, I wrote mm-hmm. a full-length play that we were all in, but the only I only wrote it after we had all met up as a cast and we all kind of developed our characters ourselves mm-hmm. and we had done so much talking about mm-hmm. who everyone was and what their relationships were and what the story was that we wanted to tell that by the time I sat down 
all of that was there. It was fully fleshed yeah. out. And I just, I can't imagine trying to sit and just like conjure that all mm-hmm. myself. That's why it would take me forever to write something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's why yeah. I put it in a drawer and left it alone. Yeah. I get, Actually, it's I over there. I stuck somewhere. on endings first. That's, that's I, I, Once I create something, I don't want it to stop. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'm like, ah, but if I do that, then I close that avenue off. And yeah. I, I know, that's, that's why you do a show like this. You can just keep yeah, it going. Just keep no. it going right. Well, that's, no. I, that's another question I was going to ask. Like, is there an ending? We've ended some segments. Okay. And we actually have a couple ideas for additional segments we want to do. There's just no room in the show right now. So we got to yeah. wait till one of our other segments gets to a natural end. Okay. I'm very excited for our bar. Our bar? Our bar. That's what, what we're calling it. <laughs> Working <laughs> title. Yeah. It's a cheers like mm-hmm. show. Our bar. Show. Our bar. Our yeah. bar. Yeah, I think that's the next one we'll do, but it's probably three or four years off. See, we're doing it. And then and we say this, but we'll, we'll talk to you in yeah. three or four years and we'll be, You'll be well under development. Talk about yeah. our, bar. <laughs> yeah. our as in like our bar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I sound like my mother. She pronounces it. Properly. No, that, that's, would, that's, half too, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's half the joke. That's kind of half the joke. It's like, it's our bar. What? Yeah. Our bar. It's our bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a working title, but that one will probably... Oh, I mean, Universe Journey, which is our sci-fi, that was a working title that we definitely wanted to replace and never did. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm bad oh, at titling perfect. things. I'm really bad. Universe Sometimes Journey, Star Trek. I know, that's why it was a working title. <laughs> that's why it was a working title. No, that had to be the name. That had to be it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting in for with Universe Journey. Right? I assume so. It's my favorite. We do it every month. That's the only one we do every month. It's the flagship show. Yeah. We're doing our 100th universe journey in November. None of the other wow. segments have gotten to 100 episodes yet. That's so. a lot. It is. It's a lot. Yeah. Do you? Who's your favorite character you've written? Uh, I'm trying to pick one character. Children. Yeah, that, that's impossible. To hell with really the rest. Is. One. <laughs> Just one. It really is. There are certain characters that have grown so much beyond what was envisioned for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick a favorite, but I will say one character I really like is there's a character named Larry that Shane played in a segment called Porn Star Detectives way back in the day. We don't do that segment anymore um, for a variety of reasons. But we really liked that Larry. And there was another segment we used to do, another one we ended called The Scary Dead that was a zombie apocalypse Mm -hmm. story. And as a throwaway line in one, because I like to reuse names, I'm like, oh, there's this guy named Larry in this thing. And then Shane and I were talking, I'm like, I can't remember which of us said it, but wouldn't it be funny if it was the same Larry? And I'm like, well, we've decided they're multiple dimensions in one mm-hmm. universe, so they could characters can mm-hmm. be whatever. So we made it that Larry, but then later <laughs> we brought that Larry into our time travel story and reconciled it. So that first of all, we made sure Porn Star and Scary Dead actually did take place in the same universe, the same dimension. Wow. So Porn Stars was a prequel to Scary Dead, and then with our time traveling characters, it was the same Larry who then went into Universe Journey and went into somewhere else. And it's he's been in like five different segments. That's awesome. And it, it was, it's the same Larry. Yeah, the it was, Larry. That was that was one of the ones that was really just supposed to be like you like he dies and that's it. Yeah. Like ah, still kicking. Yeah, We've been seen alternate so dimension versions of the same characters mm-hmm. on occasion, but Larry's the only one I can think of that's gone through like five segments as the same character yeah mm-hmm. he's busy he yes. mm-hmm. and he just he's just a simple guy he just stumbles into things like mm-hmm. he's not trying to travel the dimensions he's just, he's just happy there. to be there yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite characters you guys have played oh again well, choosing children yeah <laughs> i mean it probably probably meow meow which okay. is the he's a uh the science officer the, yeah he's a that science officer the very first audition yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so so that one uh um, it was described as like this, this like lizard-ish type like creature, you know. So I went and I did the audition, and and this is what meow meow sounds like when he talks. 
and it was a, it's very it's been very interesting like starting it <laughs> used to hurt a lot uh-huh. and now it's just second nature um and and i don't know where the accent there's like a weird accent to it too that i can't quite pin down why where? or where yeah. it came from but that's what he sounds like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so that's my favorite just because it's so it's one of the most unique ones and he just murders people. <laughs> He's not evil. He's not evil, but he did drop an air conditioner on the captain's girlfriend and kill her. Oops. On purpose. <laughs> yep. That was my guest yeah, part of that month. <laughs> that right. Who's your favorite that you've done? Oh, gosh. There, it's interesting. There's, uh, there are the most fun voices to do, mm-hmm. and then there's the, like the character itself. So even though like the voice isn't, uh, anything too like crazy or mm-hmm. fun. I think my favorite character would have to be uh, New, the android mm-hmm. in Universe Journey. Um, because that's one that we sort of developed together. It was sort of a joke. Like, I, we were riffing on something, like, actually about Meow Meow. We said, like, what would it take, like, what would, a, like, a good like a complimentary mm-hmm. character for Meow Meow be like. And we started just riffing this dialogue back and forth. And it was like, well, he's so scientific and, you know, rigid in his thinking. Yeah. He would have to be like a robot. Mm-hmm. So I think I sent it to you and uh, to uh, Jerome. And he said, you know, what's funny is I was thinking of having like a... In the Android character. Yeah, like an in, Android yeah. character. And we just started talking about it. And uh, she just sort of developed into this whole other thing what was interesting was having developed the character gone through all of this and then still having to audition for the I character did, I did make it <laughs> wow. oh yeah ouch well I'm uh, just kidding oh no it's totally I, don't, fair. I wanted it to be fair and, but she did do a whole bunch of doing work and I will say and I've said this after and I said I, it really wasn't fair to everybody else because she put so much thought into the character yeah. you could tell that yeah. in the audition yeah. So there, nobody else. I, normally, I have a hard time casting those characters, but that was one of the easiest casting decisions because it was like, oh, she knows this one inside and out. Yeah, yeah. it's like this. Yeah. this, is a, this I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. In retrospect, I shouldn't have put it up for audition. Well, if it makes you feel better, there's all over auditions where they've already cast the show and they make you audition. I, I don't do that. Thank so. you. No, I I think that's totally fair. If there was a better voice for it, like I mean, obviously it would be hard to yeah give that over to someone else but like ultimately you you want, you want that character yeah. yeah yeah like the one the the one there's a uh, um a segment called privates and uh it's like a film noir style mm-hmm. like detective series and that was one that i i had that i was like this voice is like like it's perfect for this mm-hmm. and uh keith uh got the main role for mm-hmm. that and then, like, when I heard the announcement, I was like, oh, man. But then you hear him do it, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. this yeah. is so much better. Like, this is the main character. Yeah. Like, But then I took your voice and introduced him in episode two, and he's a main character now, too. Yeah, yeah. In the same segment. Right. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I like that character. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I want in this lead. Yeah. Let's make it a yeah. different lead. And, yeah, and yeah, like, hearing, hearing who you did pick, it was like, well, clearly, yeah, yeah. clearly this yeah. is the main character. Like, I can't, I'm not even mad about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you do theater? Are you a theater person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your journey? Uh, well, I mean, I did plays in elementary school and stuff. In high school, um, my drama teacher in middle school and high school was Stephanie Stevens. Okay. Uh, she uh, does lots of local stuff mm-hmm. around. She's been in our show a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she kept casting me in roles. I was the only I grew up in a small school, West Jeff. We graduate mm-hmm. 90 kids. 
But I was the only one in my class that was cast in every play and musical, and I noticed that, and I was like, that's interesting, because I don't think I'm that good, but she keeps casting me, and yeah. it was usually tiny roles. Yeah. But I did get to play uh, Oscar in The Odd Couple my senior year, so that was very exciting. With um, Nathan Haley, who's one of my closest friends, okay. played, or sorry, he played Oscar, I played Felix, of course, I'm the neat freak. <laughs> but Nathan is in our show as well, okay. so we've worked together a long, long time. But nice. yeah, that was that was really fun, and then I did some community theater after uh, high school while I was in college and then I just got busy and didn't yeah. do anything for a while so well you did a stunning and moving uh role as the the mustard shirt guy in <laughs> Buffy the Vampire we staged Slayer. Buffy once more with feeling the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I did do the mustard uh, out of tune so <laughs> they got the mustard out because the writer sang that part so. yeah. wow. it's just one line it's still it was good wow. you guys are both theater did you start off is that kind of the beginning of um my my experience is a little more i mean i did theater in high school mm -hmm. i was on stage crew and lightly like background mm -hmm. stuff um but i did a lot of film stuff okay um so like behind the scenes editing uh some some acting on camera mm -hmm. stuff like that so then yeah, moving to th moving to actual theater here in Columbus was totally different because when you're as you know when, when you're film acting, you've got this much room to like move and, yeah. and that's it, uh, and you don't want to be like like this because you can it, it would, you just don't get yeah, cast. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then starting <laughs> starting theater stuff, it was like you go bigger. I'm like I feel like a cartoon character if you I are. go bigger. And then I saw a video of, of it. I'm like I could have gone bigger. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have to tell you to come back. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier though. That's what I tell my actors. Like make mm -hmm. me tell you to be quiet or settle down. Mm -hmm. Much better than trying to. Come on, come yeah. on. Yeah. 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 And your your theater journey as well. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't start doing theater until maybe my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And even then it was it was a community theater. I didn't do anything with uh like through my school. Mm -hmm. None of the musicals or plays there. Um and at first I started out on crew, um, and I worked with uh lighting and then uh watching the show from like running the spotlight after my first year, I was like I don't want to be, mm -hmm. kind of want to be up there, but it was weird because I also don't want people to look at me. <laughs> like I'm not one of like, I don't want, yeah, I don't want attention. I don't want people to look at me like after shows. I don't necessarily want people to come up and talk to me, but I want to do the performing yeah. part of yeah. it. So yeah. So then after just two years of theater in high school, I majored in it in college and where did you go? Kept doing it. Ohio state. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got away from it after mm -hmm. uh, college and after grad school a little bit. But then, uh, act with Radio Hour, mm -hmm. just started acting again. It finds you. It mm -hmm. really, it does. It does. Yeah. I went from thinking I wanted it to be my career to mm -hmm. just realizing that's not a lifestyle I wanted. But I still have to have it in still, some form. Yeah. 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 So now just, yeah. just little projects here and there. But ones that I ones that I want to do mm -hmm. or like my favorite things are just little shows put together with friends who all just want to do mm -hmm. a creative project yeah. and have a similar idea of, of what they want to create. So those are, I find that those are the ones that are the most fulfilling. Oh yeah. That those seem to fill you in a way more than just we're doing four weeks of performances. Right. Yeah. 
Well, the one we you wrote, but we all made up together. The full frontal oh, was so good. Yeah, full exposure. Full exposure. I don't yeah. know. I call it full frontal. It's not Sampy. <laughs> we were all nude on stage yep, for ninety true. minutes, and it was. But it was more emotionally vulnerable than it was mm. physically. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was it was really hard not to go for the jokes. I mean, we worked in some comedy here yeah. and there, but it was like you know what? I think we want this to be more serious mm-hmm. and just really say some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Those are, yeah, those are my favorite that types of things. Yeah. I'm a keep my clothes on kind of gal. So it, that, I don't know if that, that's hard. That's fair. And not everyone who was in it is necessarily someone yeah. who you would think would have been comfortable doing it. For some people, part of it was just pushing themselves to, yeah. to do this. I mean, for, for some people it's jumping out of an airplane and for. That, that also I won't do. Yeah. Yeah. I did both of those things did you for really? the same reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is saying a lot. I would probably get nude before I jump out of the airplane. <laughs> I did yeah. the jump first. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Can't. <laughs> Very afraid. I can't watch videos of people jumping out of airplanes. Mm. Oh wow. That may, that I mean, I'm palm sweating and just well, yeah, mom spaghetti. Have, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> they have indoor uh, skydiving that you're just in. You're just over yeah. a giant fan, and, that, and you're just hovering. Like a flying You're not diving. You're not in the sky. No, but you still get the same feeling of being weightless and and flying. Hovering. (laughs) Only break a leg if you fall, not your whole body. Exactly. Did you do like a tandem thing? No. You went... Yeah, so my, I went with my younger brothers who were both military, and they okay. insisted we not do tandem, so we did the eight-hour class and the solo jump. The instructor still jumped with you and held onto a strap on you until your parachute okay. opened, and then they let you go. So once the chute was open, you were by yourself. Mm. Wow. And I never found my ripcord, so it's a good thing. Mm. <laughs> there was a backup chute that was based on how once you got a certain uh-huh. distance to the ground, it would open automatically, but they, yes. they pulled my cord for me. It was a full minute of free fall and I hated that. Once the chute opened, it was great. Oh, none of that. None of it. None of it. No. In con- like a full minute, like, I'm like, oh, it's not that long, but in. Oh, it's context, terrible. Like, yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. It's like when you're holding a plank. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. It's a We're long gonna time. We're going to open this soon, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is it loud? Yeah, and the wind's just rushing past you. Yeah. Even with goggles, I couldn't see anything. Like, I'm just, like, just trying to keep, you know, because you're falling so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't know when I became afraid of heights, but it's gotten worse mm. as I age. Oh, no. mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, well, I did fall off the roof. I mean, mm. that was my own stuff. That might have done that. That might have done it. Yeah. No parachute. Wasn't that far. No. no. It was my own. Here's the story. All right. So <laughs> my husband hates raking leaves. Mm-hmm. Hates it with a passion. He was raking leaves, so he was already pissy. Our kid was down for a nap. I actually used to work for an organization that did home repair for low-income families because that's what you do with a theater degree from my school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we did that, we had to teach people like things like ladder safety, things like have somebody hold the ladder. <clears throat> so I took the ladder and I went up to the roof myself <laughs> so I wouldn't bother him. Last step up, I'm right at the top and it slides out from underneath oh. me and I just went down on top oh, of the Oh, no. It was stupid. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, so I'm not allowed on the roof anymore. That's probably But the since best. then, yeah, it's just like heights have gotten worse. Hmm. Yeah. 
That sounds like you need to jump out of the plane. I don't think Face uh, your fears head on. Naked. Sure. Oh, 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 oh that's racist. That's that's racist. Everyone went through the same thought yeah. process. Uh-huh. It'd be fine. Uh-uh. I've seen videos so. of that, and <laughs> it is no. not flattering for anyone. Oh, no. Well, no. But <laughs> well, no. Not a lot of people will see it. Though. No. I mean, well, it's yeah. Quick. The fact that they videotape. Yeah. And you're up high enough. You're not going to run yeah. into a bird or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. No, not not when yeah, you jump. You're like five thousand feet up. When you get close to the ground. Yeah, but your chute's open by then. You're going slow, so you won't run into it. And once the chute's open, it's really easy to steer and control. Is it peaceful? Yeah. I can't. Sorry, we're spending so much time so on this So peaceful, the view's amazing, and, and just, like I said, it was so easy to steer. I found my spot. I went right to it. I landed gently. Would you do it again? If I could open the chute as soon as I jumped. <laughs> okay. Because mm. I didn't enjoy it until the chute opened. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the free fall part of it. No, Mm-mm. no. I think we went up 15,000 feet and the chute opened at 5,000. So. <sighs> but you fall quick, though. <laughs> you know. About a minute for 10,000 feet. Oh, my gosh. No, I, now I can yeah. feel my legs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't like this. Just a couple miles of fall. You, yeah. You've <laughs> taken me to my most vulnerable spot here. This is horrible. we got to write this podcast down. <laughs> See, after that, radio hour is easy. Yeah. <laughs> that I can do. Just <laughs> don't make me jump out of anything. Golly. What's your greatest fear? Let's go there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was afraid of being nude in front of people, and that, oh. that was easily. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what's next, then? I don't know. I, I really don't. Being hurt. That's mm. my greatest fear. Oh. <laughs> All these people abandoning well, me and my show falling apart. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want you to face that fear. That sounds sad. Yeah, yeah I don't want to face that don't one either. Face that one. No. <laughs> now they're all going to quit on mass. <laughs> no, they won't. I don't think they will. So if somebody wanted to join the troupe, mm-hmm. wanted to join, wanted to audition, you do it every month? Yep. Okay. Just to go online and mm-hmm. awesome. And where can people find you? IABDpresents.com. I was just telling Ben, it's a little challenging because I'm obsessed with IMDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, I keep having to be like, A, 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 A. I should know because I love bare naked. And it's BD, well. not DB. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there's that switch. I think yeah. You could also go to. You just go to TalbotDunRadioR.com. It'll redirect, yeah, so but that's so do. long. That's fair. Yeah. One day we'll get RadioHour.com. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> a quick ten thousand dollars. We'll get by the domain. Or IABD.com. Uh, that would. That would be. A what is that? What does that take you to? Do you know? It, it, I don't think it's a set up website, but it's not available for me to buy. Really? Yeah. So if anyone wants to buy it for us, that'd be great. Well, we'd be very grateful. <laughs> very grateful. Who should we reach out to? <laughs> Not Heather Graham. I've downed her so much on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's how you get to guest star. And if you want to be in the troupe, mm-hmm. that is the way to start as guest star. Yeah. And you got to do, right now, our requirements are, I think you need to be cast in at least three different roles for mm-hmm. at least five or six shows over like a two-year period. And then mm-hmm. we'll consider you. But you know, we're not, we're, we love having people just come play once or a few mm-hmm. times. We have a lot of guest stars that have come back for repeats. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'll come out and hang out with you guys. Please. Please. Yeah. Yeah. This Saturday show is a really good one. I apologize because I have to go see Rick Astley. I on saw Saturday. I'm a little obsessed. I don't even know. I think I've been assigned Rick Astley just because, mm-hmm. I mean, I do love him, He, but he's not my top favorite. I think I just say enough about him that's. Mm-hmm. I am the person. I get every people send memes and pictures. Hmm. Most of the time, I'm like, where do you see him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Mm. But no, I do need to go see him. I felt it 
wildly appropriate. Well, the show will be over by like six thirty, so you still have plenty of time. Dude. Plenty of break time. Yeah, that's the, that's the nice thing. It's yeah. it's yeah. a it's on yeah. Saturdays at five o'clock, uh, and uh, so we're usually done by like six thirty. So so you have time to go get food and go to an eight p.m. show. We don't compete with all the eight o'clock theater. Thank you yeah. for that. That's mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah. Well, we did it out of necessity because we were performing at theaters and they had shows at eight o'clock, but. We're moving to Boxla Media here, and we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it You're at five o'clock. So we sure are. What? No, this that promo I built for you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're already at Boxla, uh, but we're keeping it at five, even though you yeah. don't have an eight o'clock show, just because everybody seems to really like that. So yeah. it is nice. Well, and that you can also get more audience in that. That's audience and and performers. Too. Yeah, Perform- true. We have performers that are like, okay, can my segment be first? Because I got to go yeah. fly to another one, and yeah. we can yeah. usually come. As a parent, I really appreciate uh-huh. it because I was able to do it and then go home and say goodnight to the kids. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't go home and say goodnight to my kids. I go out with them. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll do that. Actually, that sounds more. Fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is nice though. Well, and that you know exactly what you're getting into, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be a four-hour show that you're like, no, right. should have left at intermission. <laughs> 80 yeah. or 90 minutes. I would never do that. That's horrible. <laughs> think something 80 or 90 <laughs> minutes, and if you're not enjoying the story we're telling, wait t- 15 minutes, it's going to be a different story. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I love that. And it is just, all very cleverly written. It's I, I have to give huge compliments. It is a terrific, terrific show. It's, it's a, every segment is super fun. That's awesome. great. We're excited. Yeah. To, yeah. We're, we're happy to have you this year. Very yeah. excited. We're very excited. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, so... I, the first time I came here to see uh, the space, I just remember thinking that area there. I The black box is my absolute favorite mm-hmm. um, setup for performances. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh, it would be so cool if we could do radio hour here. And now... Here we are. I, fruition! I was a little... I, I'm nervous bringing any big decisions to the... There's an advisory yeah. committee on the show mm-hmm. because... Uh, they rightfully asked me to stop making decisions on my own while drinking after shows. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't so, why that would be a problem. Because I would, I'd be like, oh, you should be a troop member now. <laughs> so they hey, said, server. They said, <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Oh, but yeah. but uh, <laughs> several people wisely said, why don't we have discussions on the big things as a group instead of just yeah. you know, making those decisions? Um, so and, was, and a process for people. And a process. <laughs> so that's all been formalized now. But I I went and talked to the group, and there was no pushback for Boxel, and they were unanimously like let's go let's do it well so. you i mean you you laid out all yes. of the like pros and then like these and few maybe like yeah things to think about yeah. and everyone was pretty much like this seems yeah. like a we'll make it work yeah, yeah. like a no-brainer yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah well and we love it too I, it just fits with the vibe of this place absolutely just i feel this. like we're we're trying to help people aim themselves in the same directions mm-hmm. as well like there's that that geeky crossover there's the the acting thing and the the i mean it's yeah it all feels like it fits yeah, yeah. really beautifully it's mm-hmm. yeah this, is, so. this home is getting bigger <laughs> yeah you like it yeah. we're pumped mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so much fun. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sitting and chatting with me. My podcast is especially selfish because it's really like, there's just people I just want to talk to. <laughs> and, awesome. Oh, I it happens that. to be on a camera and a mic. But it's really me getting yeah. to hang out with Those you. are the best podcasts when you have enthusiasm for what you're talking about yeah. and, and you're doing what you love. Yeah. So. It's fun. 
Yeah. yeah. I get to talk. Yeah. I'm a horrible extrovert, so this is like <laughs> filling every piece mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Well, some of my favorite, we both listen to uh, Office Ladies mm-hmm. podcast, and some of my favorite bits are when they just start talking about like their lives or they just go off for like 10 minutes on something and then it's like what were we talking about about? (laughs) which episode are we on today and i guess clearly they've gotten mail from people who hate that and i'm just sitting there thinking that's my that's the best yeah i've listened to some of the the always sunny podcasts Mm -hmm. and it's like like out of the hour they might only talk about the actual episode like half or less (laughs) of the time (laughs) which is it's just but they're really entertaining people yeah i love them love those guys yeah i i mean i there's podcasts i was just telling a girlfriend of mine i'm going to read a book of hers as an audiobook and i said you know there's certain tones this kind of goes to what you were what you're casting you know there's certain tones that will either make or break you as far as what you listen to mm-hmm. oh yeah this one that the, i murder podcast shocker but it talks <laughs> about old hollywood and mm-hmm. kind of the secrets the untold secrets of hollywood it is so brilliantly written the mm-hmm. information is fascinating i know the woman. Mm. Oh. <laughs> a lot of vocal fry. Oh no. Um, there's the there's weird overemphasis on certain consonants. <laughs> but then it stops for a while and then she goes back into the uh, lazy American tongue. But then it stops. Maybe she's no. just watching a lot of Shits Creek. But she can't do more. If she were Moira, I would no. I would listen to Moira. I was gonna say like, but I I would love to listen to. I would most certainly listen to Moira. Oh yeah, yeah. There was what was the character that I was doing for? Was it for your show initially? I had her as a Moira, and I. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It slid into there quite a few times. Yeah. Well, there's that guy online that does all the Shit's Creek impressions. It's really good. good. I love him. I uh, what. Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. heard of it, and she's like, what he gets right that nobody else does is you have to be inconsistent with the accents. <laughs> if you're consistent, it doesn't work. Yes, right. Yeah. right now, I'm trying to work on my German accent for the next mm-hmm. show that I'm doing, and it's like, if I could stop Frau Farbissany, because uh, like, that's where it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe the audience will be young enough not to know mm, yeah. this point. Maybe your yeah. German character spent some time in another country, and so the accent has been yeah. diversified. Fair. Our accents in the podcast are, it's like, this is close, I think. So it's not, yeah, we don't. I have once heard someone speak this way. Yeah. You asked me to do a Scottish accent. I was like, really? That's not even like one of my good ones. (laughs) Well, you did it for our campaign. And I, and I had just saw that there, I had just seen that there was a, uh, a Scottish character in the audition packet. So I just messaged him and was like, Hey, by the way. <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. Right. We, we are. do have a rule that white actors are only allowed to do accents from primarily Caucasian countries. Perfect. So no, we don't that's we don't cross those lines. No, as yeah. well you should not. So even though we'd like to tell stories that are more set in other places, but we yeah. need a greater variety of actors coming in to do that. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll get them. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll send them your way. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.